Okay, everyone, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. I have a guest with me today who's been on another podcast called Dad Space, and he's back. Hey, I didn't scare him away. He came back, and that makes me happy. Uh, and he's joining me from the other side of the world in the future, which is always cool. Uh, but Doug is here with me today to talk about his podcast, to talk podcasting and encourage you as a listener to start or grow your show. Doug, welcome to the How to Podcast series. Great to see you again. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back with you. So behind the scenes, Doug and I had a, a, a scheduled meeting set up and Doug let me off the hook because during or just before my meeting with Doug, I became a grandfather and I had to scoot out to the hospital and Doug was gracious enough to reschedule. So Doug, thank you for allowing me the joy of being at the hospital for that. Um, and as a father and grandfather, you know that feeling. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about where you are and a little bit about your family. I'd like to start there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a pleasure that day, Dave, because first time being a grandfather, it's just like you had to go and do that one. Right. Um, yeah, I'm in Australia. Uh, I live in a little place called the Gold Coast, which is on the east coast, um, pretty much halfway from top to bottom. Um, yeah, I'm in my late 50s. I got four adult sons who are amazing, beautiful wife of almost this in, a, in another week or two of 39 years. And um, yeah, and I started podcasting probably nearly two years ago. Um, yeah, at the uh, urgence of my four adult sons, just because I love talking. They're like, Dad, you just got to sit down and just talk, start talking to random people and recording it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it started. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, tell us about your podcast. Uh, it started out as I called it Conversations with Doug. And then after a while, I mean, I specifically at the time when I started it, I was halfway through a uh, one-year class on becoming an intuitive life coach. So I changed the name to Intuitive Conversations with Doug. And for the last six months or so, it's really been uh, aimed at helping men to develop their intuition. Mm. And we talked about this on Dad Space that usually hear the word intuition accompanied with the word women's intuition, mm -hmm. which I know my wife has superb intuition. Uh, we don't we don't hear it as often for men. So before we jump into to podcasting topics, can you kind of unpack a little bit about what your podcast speaks to then? Well, it I just probably 35 years ago, I heard, you know, an ancient saying that was written probably 150 years ago that most men live lives of quiet desperation. And that sort of mm. rocked me to my core when I read that. I thought, oh, God. And, and I had several men in my life at that time who I just suddenly thought of when I read that. And I thought that's exactly the lives they're living, lives of quiet desperation. And then as the years have gone on, I've started to find I, I've had Probably six years ago, things changed in my life for the better, and I started to develop my own intuition. Uh, but it was a language I couldn't understand. There was, I was receiving information, and it was like I'd landed in a foreign country for at times. And I, I then went on a journey to start to understand what the information was, and I've just found that my life has improved like multiple times by being able to tap into this sixth sense, this extra little superpower of information. Um, and I just, my hope is that I can help men just make one better decision a day so that their lives are just a bit better. They come home, they kiss the, they kick the cat one less time 
They, right. you know, they smile at their wife and children when they arrive home rather than, you know, the opposite. And the ripple effect of that just will make a better world. Yeah, I love it. I love your podcast. I love everything about it. I'm listening and enjoying it. Um, it's really, really an interesting show to, to, to jump into. And you really are addressing something that we don't talk about a lot as men. Yeah. So congratulations on doing that. And Keep going on that. I love I love listening to your show. So thanks. Doug. It's exciting. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so your podcast journey has it all been flowers and roses and and rainbows? Has it been easy for you from day one? Um, I've had days where it's been like that, and I've had other days okay. where like a few like oh I'm trying to think probably it was around Easter this year. So we're in 2023. East when was Easter? Like March, April, somewhere around there. April. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a dark night of the soul moment with my podcast and <laughs> for the really the first time and i i literally didn't put an episode out for about five or six weeks and one of my adult sons rang me and uh it's like oh hi you had a bit of a casual conversation and then it's like oh how's your podcast going dad and i said oh da, da. and he goes oh yeah i kind of was driving in the car the other day and I thought, oh, I'll put that on, see what he's been yakking about lately. And there was no new episodes. And so, um, yeah, he, he gave me some wise counsel and uh, he said, you know, Dad, I'm, I, I'm, if you think I'm being tough on you, I'm just saying to you what you would have said to me. And I said, oh, I know, mm. you, I, I get it. And so I, um, yeah, slapped myself around there. Just self-doubt, imposter syndrome, um, those sort of things. Really? Think, yeah, just a lot of different things. Just thinking like nothing that I'm saying is really worthwhile out there. And I was, I was down on myself. And I I don't get like that very often. And in my podcast, I'm constantly helping men to overcome that. But Great. I... That and other things that have happened in my life, I I do teach people. I, I do two days a week. I teach. I used to be a professional firefighter, and I teach fire safety training. And part of that, I teach people how to remain calm. But you know, once every couple of years, I have a situation that gets really stressful for me, and I'm struggled to remain calm. And I've talked it out with a few different people, and it's really helpful for me to have some bad moments because then I can empathize with people. So it's like, you know, like my podcast was going really nice and then I just had these self-doubts come in and then it's like, well, if, you know, I'm talking to someone else or I'm talking on my podcast about how I'm feeling and I'm feeling inadequate or like, you know, who am I to talk about this subject, I can relate and go, yeah, I've been there. You know, like it's I've had that problem, and this is how I overcame it. So it's, um, hmm. yeah. Did you have this conversation with your audience on your podcast after kind of coming through these dark days? No, I haven't yet. I haven't haven't um, because I've had my f well. Well, prior to that, my podcasts were probably two thirds me talking on my own for twenty minutes about all sorts of various topics around developing men's intuition and the other third were interviewing people but since then I've got I've pulled my finger out so much that every podcast since then has been an interview with somebody so mm. I and so I haven't um really had 
the one, you know, one-on-one, just me, my time to sit and talk to my audience about, um, you know, a little dark cloud that came over and um, what was sort of went on. Because I think that brings humanity back to you as a host with your audience as well. Mm. And I know I've done this in my shows where something's just pressing, something's happening in my life. And beyond being the host of a podcast, I'm also a human being living my experience, right? And I just put them out as like a bonus episode outside of my normal release. And it just pops up on my listener's phone and they're like, well, what's this? That's different. Dave doesn't normally release on this day. What's this about? Yeah. Right. And I just make it outside of the numbered episodes that I have in my release schedule. And like I got on and just talked about, you know, being a grandfather and, you know, baby Delilah has been born. I'm like, maybe someone in my audience would be really interested to know that well, I didn't even know Dave had kids or now he's a grandfather. Like it's just a little glimpse into who I am as a host. Mm-hmm. And then back to the regularly scheduled episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. That's great advice. Yeah. Like throw that, and I have actually thought of throwing an extra episode in, um, but I guess I haven't wanted to put that pressure on myself because, I, like, I hear some people starting new podcasts and they go, "Oh, I'm going to put out two episodes a week," and I'm like, "Oh, okay. What else do you do? Do you have a job? Do you do this? Do you, you know?" And I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, "Good luck. Yeah. Um, like, good yeah. luck keeping that up consistently." So, exactly. um, and that I guess you know the listeners. That's a thing because I mean it's like. Well, you know, if I'm going to do a 20-minute episode, I could probably do – could I do one every day? Could I – you know – and, Dave, I've never met anyone like you that you've got seven different <laughs> podcasts. It's yeah, just yeah. like how the yeah. – and like you were telling yeah, me before we had turned this on, that you're running two or three episodes a week of this this one, let this alone one, yeah. your other episode, your other podcasts that are totally unrelated to this one. I don't know how you do it, but it's um, – yeah, I get, and coffee. I guess that's a coffee. question. It's coffee, coffee, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's yeah. here's a point that one way that I've up until now I've only done audio, but I'm right on the edge of starting to can have put my stuff out mm. on YouTube as well. Um, okay. And here's a little thing for the listeners: my adult sons they vary from 22 to 37, and they all have specific skill sets that I don't have. And one of them used to do sound recording and everything. And another one of them is a professional videographer. So the sound recording guy, he got me set up real. The video, the professional videographer, he made me an intro and an outro. Like to, you know, and like had them like the little files. And then my um, other son, he grabbed hold of those. And I, I use GarageBand. And I had no experience in it prior to podcasting, but it was sitting on my computer. They're sitting there. Let's use this. So he set me up these little um, steps and I click on step one and there's a blank. So I can sit there and talk. And if I click step two, then the intro and the outro and background music are already there. Like, And then I just drag the file in and pop it in yes. and cut it to length and slide the outro along, bang. And the time saving for that, look, I can, if I've got an idea in my head of what the podcast's going to be about and it's just me talking for 20 minutes, 60 minutes later, I leave the room and the podcast is 100% done. So I've talked wow. I've talked for 20 minutes, waffled, blah, 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 and, and I can do that, and usually I do it on one or two takes. You know, if 
if I if in the first 30 to 40 seconds I stumble, I'll stop and delete and start again. And then I just waffle on for 20 minutes. And uh, then I get that thing and I drop it in the little thing that my son set up for me, adjust the length, just slide the thing, bang, save. And while that's saving, I go on to the um, host platform thing and I'm starting to type in what the episode was about. I'm making some artwork on Canva, boom, 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 boom. And the longest thing it takes there is to upload the thing, the file. You know, that that can take 10 minutes to upload the audio file and – Boom. And then like within an hour, like I've literally left the room and I've done my podcast for the week. So I guess me saying before, like, you know, good luck trying to do two a week. I guess it's the content that I'm talking about yeah. coming up with, yeah. well, what am I going to talk about or who am I going to interview? Um, and Dave, I'd love to talk to you about that. Who are you going to interview? Like, where do you source all your people from? Well, one of my podcasts is called Living the Next Chapter. It's an author podcast. Um I'm not an author, so to get my first 10 episodes of that podcast was hard because I don't know a lot of authors. Mm. Again, I'm not an author, so why would I have an author podcast? Uh, I like reading, but and I like meeting great authors and hearing the story behind their books. So for that one, I'd like to put my efforts into every guest 100% so that they walk away from the interview going, that was one of the best episodes because I'm a naturally curious person. So mm. I want to know more beyond just the book that they wrote, but them as a person and the story behind it. I just interviewed someone yesterday. She lost her husband when she was 30 and he was 29. Mm. Tragically, just instant lost her husband. Mm. And um, she came on and I asked her a question and she said, that's a very interesting question. I've never talked to this outside of my therapist. Wow. She said, but I really would like to talk about this. Mm. This is this is good. This is good timing to talk about this. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, no, she's never in her community, her family, her friends. She's never addressed that question yeah. before. Yeah. And she did it on my podcast. And yeah. I'm like, so that's what I like to do is create moments. Yes. And what happens is my guest leaves going, that was a good, that was a good interview, a good experience with Dave. Here's five people that I would suggest to come on your show. Nice. And I'll make connections for you. So my my list of guests just keeps growing, mm. and then when when a when a podcast promoter and an agency find you, and they're really good at what they do, they start sending you their pool of authors and guests. Mm. So they just come in and they pre set up, and it's really easy. And the one thing I heard from them was they really liked my website in that I have a direct calendar link for a pre interview. Right. Already on my website, they don't have to reach out to me and ask me for the link. Right. It's right there on the website. Yep. So it's very easy for a PR agency to get in touch with me and schedule something without having to talk to me. Right. So that really works well. So it's all word of mouth, basically, is how I'm finding my guests. So are you like the lady, did you ask her, do you know any other authors who'd like to come on or did she say it? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, especially if they're new, like brand new and I've just first time meeting them. Mm. Um, I do ask that once in a while, but I also put it into my episode. Yeah. So my outro, I have random outros that I do. So like go to my Facebook page and then the next one would be go to my website and then the next one would be, hey, if you're an author and you want to start a podcast, Mm. reach out to me. I'd love to help you start a podcast. So I have these these different versions of my outro. And one of them is just, if you know an author that you would like to have on the show, 
Um, and what I do is I say to my audience, if there's an author that you love mm. and you would love to hear them on my podcast, mm. tell me who they are. I'll reach out to them on your behalf as mm. a listener of the mm. show. Mm. And if you could send me some questions just from you that you want me to ask your favorite author when they do appear. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, well, Doug, Doug asked me to have you on author A. Yeah. So author A, this is for Doug. Doug has these six questions that he wants me to ask you. Doug, here's your questions. Question number one to author A from Doug. Doug wants to know. So now Doug is part of my podcast. Yeah. He set it up. He suggested the guest. And the guest is there because one of their fans requested them to be on the show. Mm. So there's already this built-in excitement about being on the podcast because Doug set it up as a listener. That's brilliant. So that's pretty uh, interesting. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 So it's time saving for you. You're not sitting there using mental energy to work out who to come on. Um, and and I guess like one thing that I read and was sort of like setting up a podcast is have a niche. And, you know, with your author yeah. one is a niche. So mine, like, you know, it was conversations with Doug and it was about helping people. But then I thought, you know, I, I need to niche this down more. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to go to men so i just knocked half the population out and um now i'm going to go to men who want to develop their intuition and i'm thinking wow i just knocked another beat a huge chunk yeah. of, of the population so i had to have a very niche little market and um so i've honestly i've only been contacted once by a random person that did not know me that specifically started to look up men's intuition and asked to be nice. interviewed by me it's usually me reaching out to others i've had other people that i've known or that sort of thing through whatever sort of social scene asked to interview me um but there was some sort of connection there but um i have only had one random person because like if you release a book, some people, like you say, do hire PR firms, so they're out looking. Um, whereas I don't think there's too many men out hiring PR firms, like looking for wanting to talk about men's intuition. Um, mm. th there's not hundreds of men who've just written a book about intuition who are like, let's right. find a men's intuition podcast to go on. That and Look, I just believe in that. I'm ahead of my time. I believe yeah. in five to 25 years' time, it'll be a thing. And here's an example. My, my son who gave me wise counsel, he gave me this example. He said, Dad, do you remember six years ago I asked you to come with me and hear this guy speak and you just said, you are insane, I will never go near this. Now, there's a guy called from Poland called Wim Hof. He's in his 60s. They call him the Iceman. And he he's like climbed Mount Everest in a pair of shorts. He um he goes in ice baths all the time. So he studied the physical benefits and the psychological benefits of going in ice baths. And he does this particular type of breathing. Now at that time, I had just moved back from living 350 miles north of the equator for 12 years, and where the ocean temperatures 82 degrees all year. And I I was a scuba instructor, so I'm into warm water. Like, and now my son wants me to go somewhere and talk with ice baths. Well, six years later, guess what I'm now doing, Dave? Like, mm. an hour, half an hour before this podcast, I made a booking for my wife and I to go for a place where we've been going to for six months. 
we're having a sauna, and after the sauna, we're hopping in the ice baths. Now, yesterday morning when I broke, woke up, I put on this guy Wim Hof's 10-week course that I'm doing, and it's talking all about like breathing. So I'm doing all these different radical breathing exercises. And the amount of people, like my, my son, when he went to hear this guy six years ago, 20 people turned up. And we've got a city of, say, but three quarters of a million people, 20 people turned up. If that guy came to this city today, there would be a thousand people come to the room for sure, like in my little town, easy. Like he was just ahead of his time six years ago. So I look at men's intuition development that way. And I don't know whether in five years' time or 25 years' time, but so my little niche, I have to be patient. And I'll say that to the listeners if you niche yeah. down your podcast, because you can't, you'll never be everything to everybody. So, right. um, but if you do choose to really niche it down, you might have to be patient if you want to reach a lot of people, or otherwise you're going to have to have a big vision of ripple effects on a pond to keep your own self-motivation, right. to keep this, because you're thinking you might start looking up. And, and oh, here's a question for you, Dave. I know the answer for me is how often do you look at the statistics of how often your podcasts are being listened to? Is it something you look at often or not? Um, in the early days, I probably was obsessed mm. because I, I'm so excited about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. It's okay to to watch those numbers roll in. There's going to be times for new podcasters where you're going to see five listens and you're like five people who don't call, who are not at my family reunions, listens to my show. Mm. And they're in countries I've never heard of. And that's exciting. You need to celebrate that. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I know some people will tell you not to look at your stats, but I think it's motivation sometimes. And you're going to need that for those days when you don't feel like doing this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice to look down and go, wow, there's actually people listening to my show. Yeah. Um, what I like to do is always like to compare myself to myself though. Because when I go into a, a community event or a Facebook group and I'm there with my numbers in my head of what, how I think I'm doing. And then somebody strolls in and they have millions of listens mm. and it seems effortless for them. And you're like, and I listen to their show and it's really not that amazing to me as a listener. I wouldn't listen to it myself, mm. but yeah, yeah. apparently they're the thing. And you kind of get a little demotivated when you hear that because it seems so easy for some people and so hard for me. Yeah. And it's okay to 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 look at your numbers and be inspired, but don't let them be the obsession that brings you down if you don't see hundreds of thousands of listens after episode two. Yeah. You know, it's going to take time, right? <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah. I get that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And jumping back to your niche conversation as well, like I have the Dad Space podcast designed for men. Mm. And you were on there. Thank you for being on there. Um, dad space is designed for men and I'm specifically talking to guys, to dads. Yeah. Um, and a bulk of my audience are female. Really? Yeah. So, so when we say niching down, people get nervous because they want to talk to everyone. Yeah. They don't want to be just one segment of the population or one area. Mm. They want to be available to everybody. Yeah. You can, you can talk to everyone. Like everyone's invited to come to your podcast. It's not like there's going to be somebody at the door checking to see if you have a pass to come to the show. Mm. 
everyone can listen to your podcast. That's wrong. That's the beauty of podcasting. Mm. But I'm going to talk to this area, this group of people, but anyone can come. Mm. Anyone can come. So I'm talking to men. I'm bringing on great guests like yourself. But there's a big portion of my audience are female. And that brings me joy because they're finding value in my content, even though I'm not specifically speaking to them directly. They're finding value in the conversation we're having, whether they're they're learning how to maybe work with their husband. Maybe their husband's not interested in podcasts. Maybe they're a single mother with boys and they're trying mm. to figure out a path in life. There's yeah. something about the content that brings them back. Yeah. So everyone's welcome, but niche down and talk to one group of people because you'll find value in that. I love what you're doing. Mm. And, and I was just thinking there, like it's very possibly single moms who are struggling particularly with boys, well, thinking boys, but um, yeah, and they, it's like, what would it, what would a father do right now? Because I'm struggling. Um, yeah, and there are, you know, unfortunately these days, a lot of single parents and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. that's interesting. So interesting. yeah, so don't be afraid to niche down mm. like you're doing. I love your niche. Like you're, yeah, you're like a niche and then another niche. Yeah. Like you're going right down yeah. to that area and and the big thing, too, is when we talk about the title of our podcast, mm. is you want to make sure there's something in there that's searchable in the name of our show. Yes. Right? So if I have the Dave podcast, mm. yeah. what is that? Yeah. What is that? What, what is that? Who is that for? Yeah. And as I'm scrolling through my listening app, looking at all these podcasts, the Dave podcast shows up. I'm like, I have no idea what that was about. Tree planting? What is that? Yeah. Ping pong? Is that a ice fishing. I don't know what that is. Yeah. No idea. But if I have something in there that just kind of qualifies what the show is about, mm. it could be the Dave podcast, everything you need to know about antiques. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. That Now it's the antique podcast. Mm. I'm, if I love antiques and furniture, that's my show. So I like how you kind of did that with your show. You had a name, but then you kind of just went one level more yeah. and you have a little bit of more searchable words in the name of your podcast. Yes. That just kind of helps people find your show when they go to whatever search engine they go to. Is that smart? And that wasn't my wisdom. I, um, as part of developing my intuition, I meditate daily. And and usually I'm doing guided meditations. And I've got a couple of um, fairly full-on deep ones that I listen to maybe every six, once every six months. And it was one of those mornings where I had that really full-on one going. And it just came to me like it was just something spoke to me and just said, you need to change the name of the podcast and add that one word in at the beginning, intuitive. So I take no credit for it. It came, the universe had my back. So, you know, it came from somewhere and it was like, mm, yeah, okay. And it's like, yeah, that's quite appropriate. Like, how did I not think of that, you know? So. Well, the one thing you can take credit for is you were open to to, to make that switch. Mm, so yeah. you could have shut that off. Yes. And said, no, I, no. But you were open to it. So you can't take credit for that that's because right. that's yeah. that's your action. I love that. It's yeah. smart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like I know when I was contemplating starting the podcast up, the um, the coach training development I was doing, they had a like a two-hour um, taped session all about starting a podcast. And they were talking – one of the things they said like about coming up with the name for your podcast – you know, is it appropriate to change the name down the track? You know, and they just sort of said, yeah, like, just start, just get the thing going. That's the, the biggest thing. 
momentum, get it started, come up with an okay name and change it later if you want to. Like just just do it. Don't sit and wait till you come up with the perfect name. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, I was listening to an expert in podcasting as well. I listened to a lot of podcasts about podcasting like this one and I was listening to someone else talk and they said, go with a pretty generic bland kind of simple name for the name of your show don't get too crazy but then in your episode titles go nuts Mm -hmm. do whatever you want Mm -hmm. because that's the searchable things that are also going to help support the show so answer questions that people are going to be asking Mm -hmm. through the titles of your episodes so if i'm going to go and type something about men's intuition what when you go to google and you start typing men's intuition or Something about men's intuition. Google will autofill, yeah. kind of guessing at what you're looking for. Those are potential topic ideas for right. your show. Right. Because people are typing those into Google on a search for something about your topic. Yeah. So whatever Google feeds you, those yeah. are popular search results around men's intuition. Mm. So yeah. take those and make and make those into questions yep. in the title of your show. Mm. So men's intuition, how to find it. Or men's intuition, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, like something about that, make that the title of your show and then answer the question in your content. Yeah. And then that's something searchable as a result. When somebody goes to type that in next time, guess who shows up? Doug's podcast. Yeah. yeah it's right there. Yeah. 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 You you know your way around this space, don't you? <laughs> the other thing I would love to encourage you to do as well, you talked about books mm-hmm. around men's intuition. Go to, go to Amazon mm-hmm. and look for all the men's intuition books that have come out. Right. And just do a search on those audiobooks and physical books, mm-hmm. ebooks, mm-hmm. and then reach out to those authors. Yep. You can read the reviews yes. of what people have said about those books mm-hmm. and look at the reviews that are between two and four. Drop off the ones and drop off the fives. Yeah. Because yep. they're kind of they're kind of extreme. Yep. Look between two and four. Mm-hmm. Two means that I would have given it a one, but there was something in there that helped me. And four is I would have given it a five, but there's something missing. So I gave you a four. So what is the thing missing? And then answer that question in your podcast. Mm. Mm. I would have bought the book from Doug, but Doug didn't answer this question about men's intuition. And I'm looking for this answer. Take that question that wasn't answered in that specific book and make a podcast about that. Yeah. Because there's a resource in the world that didn't answer the question that somebody's looking for the answer to. Mm. And you could be the answer to that. Mm. Also, reach out to those authors and bring them onto your show. Yeah. They're your subject matter experts. Yes. With a book to promote, they're looking for people to talk to. Just look for that. And the other one I use, too, is Google Alerts. Mm-hmm. And I can set up a Google alert around the name of my show, the topic of my show. Yep. And it comes to me in an email every day. Yep. Here's what people are saying about men's intuition. Yep. I get an email. I can look at it. Sometimes it relates. Sometimes it's just yeah. a mess. But there's there's stuff in there where there's an, a new article. Mm-hmm. There's a new story. There's a movie. There's a television show. There's an actor talking about my thing. And it gives me more information that I don't have to go search for. Mm-hmm. It just comes to me mm-hmm. every day in my email box. And I can just filter through and go, that's good for me. That's not for me. Yep. And I just have a little folder in my email. And it's just my topics. Yep. Anytime I get a topic idea that comes to me through a Google, through a Google alert, I just move it into my topics mm-hmm. and I just put it away. And then when I'm at those days when I'm not really feeling inspired, yeah. I go to my topics folder, yep. click on it, 
And there's all the things that caught my attention mm. recently. Yeah. And then I go through that and that's a source of content for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, something I'd noted down here to, you know, quiz you about was time-saving things and things. And you've shared quite a few already. Um, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. Being organized is probably the best way to, to save time. Yeah. Well, with seven podcasts, right. you got to be organized. Like, <laughs> you, you just have to have a system. Yeah. Well, one of my systems is below my screen. I have the name of the podcast I'm on right now. Right. Yeah, good point. Re- Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. So I, I start referring to a different show. Yeah. And then my guest gets this look on their eyes like, what a podcast am I on? Yeah. yeah. So, Doug, so, tell us about anyway. your book. Yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, I haven't written one yet, Doug. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what is What instrument do you play? No, I'm, no, that's a different podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to make sure that I'm really focused on which podcast I'm on right now. So is that a physical um, sticker yeah. you put on the bottom of the screen or is it? It's like a little sticky yeah, you know, yeah. thing on the bottom of my, yeah, so yeah. I know which one I'm on. Wow, <laughs> that's that's not silly either. Behind the scenes, behind yeah. the scenes, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, my wife and I are actually um, we're we're about to start another. Po- so I'm going to have two podcasts. Where um, we Yay. like ha- how long ago is it? Twenty five? No, probably nearly th- about thirty years ago. We came up with the idea that we were going to sell up everything. We we're in our late twenties, and go and build this little scuba dive resort on this tropical island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it was pretty much 30, like, 30 years ago. That sounds like a movie, by the way. Well, we've, we've actually had someone ask us for to, to buy the movie rights or like a couple of years ago, yeah, already. Um, so, but my wife's always wanted to, for our grandchildren, to write a book about what grandma and grandpa did. And but you know it's if you're not if you've never written before it's hard, and so we just decided well like how are we going to preserve this for posterity like this information, and so we've come up with the idea of doing a podcast. I've heard just going back and forth, and it's it's all about the emotion of the thing as well because we've got very different views on daily things that happened. You know, like, because our kids were all quite small back then. And, um, you know, this happened, that happened, and da, 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 da. And so she's going to give her view of what happened. I give my view. And, and we had thoughts years ago of writing a book like that, of she would do a page, I would do a page about the same thing. So you would read my wife's version of the event, and then you would read my version, which would be radically different. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. they say opposites attract, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. we're 39 years of, uh, you know, next week of, um, yeah, of being very different, but we get on very well and, you know, um, so, yeah, so we're going to do, so, yeah, I've got to be organized and do that, and, and that one is going to go straight to YouTube. So we've our videographer son's setting us up with, you know, we've got the right microphones, one each hooked up to the camera and, we're going to have the camera Good. and we're going to sit. And it's, we're just going to sit and talk and converse back and forth. And Because she follows a lot of people on YouTube who are homesteaders and all this sort of stuff, you know, or they've moved to Alaska during COVID and they're living off the land. And, and there's a lot of husbands and wives just sitting and talking, you know, out in the garden and showing all their pumpkins they've grown. And, you know, so, um, yeah, so... Be advised for being organized, but you know, going to have two podcasts that are very different. Um, yeah, yeah, soon. So, 
a tip for you then posting them to YouTube is to make sure that you, when you do your episodes, you can put them into a, a playlist they're called. So, you oh. know, when you go to YouTube and you, you see a video you like, you can click on a little save button mm-hmm. and it'll put it into a folder, like a playlist on YouTube, put all your episodes into a playlist mm-hmm. that you load up to YouTube. You can actually convert that playlist into a podcast on YouTube right. by giving it the name of a podcast. It's only going to be on YouTube. It won't be available on Apple and Google and all that other stuff. Yeah. But you can actually make it into a podcast. But one thing that's a great bonus about posting to YouTube is YouTube does the subtitles across the bottom of the screen when yes. people watch videos, right? Mm-hmm. That's your transcription. That is free with every upload that you do to YouTube. Right. Off to the right-hand side of your screen, there'll be a little transcription. Oh, okay. You can download that. Really? Those are your spoken words oh. now in written form, mm. which could become your book. The book, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Chapters of your book, portions of your book, as you speak your words, right? YouTube grabs them and turns them into actual written text, mm. and then you, you're not going to start with a blank page. No. And you don't have to pay anybody to transcribe your podcast. Yep. It's free. Right. Just grab it, download it, put it into a Google Doc or to whatever oh, documents you use. Okay. And now you have the bare bones of your book. Yeah. That yeah. you can go and start editing right from there. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, great advice. And it's free. Yeah. It's free too. Nice. Because that's expensive. If you want to pay mm. somebody to transcribe your words. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. So I use that for mine. Yeah. It really works well. Nice. And it's pretty accurate because it's powered by Google. So they've got some good AI technology in the background that are Mm -hmm. picking out your words. And you have to do a little tweaks here and there, but for the most part, even gives you timestamps too. Right. That's So you can jump to different parts in your conversation by clicking and and you can continue there. So it really works well. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I wondered how people sort of get all that info there, you know, the timestamps and that, you know, they have like dozens of them in there and uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I tell my guests that come on my podcast, when you guest on a show, create a playlist of you being on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. And every time they show up on YouTube, just add them to your playlist on your page, on your YouTube channel, yep. and put them all into one location. And then you have your words on my show. Download those words, and that can be social media content, that can be a new chapter in a new book that you want to write. Yep. That could be stuff that you could share on your social media channels. Mm. Those are your words. They belong to you as a guest on my show. So don't just come on a show and then never reference it. Pull your words down and use them for your own sake in the future as well. Excellent advice. So do you have a timeline for starting this new show? Um, At the moment, we're waiting for a part for the camera to arrive the microphones arrived now last week um we did like literally a year ago we did three little mock episodes just to see how we would go whether we would flow or whether we would argue or whether we would interrupt each other and it all went very well um so yeah and then we do for the first you know, six or ten episodes, we really do need to get our finger out and and have specific things to to make it start out. Um, and and we will always have something in it that if you really want to, if you you just, it's not. I, I guess you could just after we'd done twenty or thirty episodes, you could just start listening in. But if you went back to the first one or two, 
it'll really set a platform for what this is about. Because, I mean, for me, it's about inspiring people to do things. Because we had three little boys under seven and we sold everything. I gave, you know, I was a professional firefighter. I resigned from that. And um, I was, because we were moving overseas for an indefinite period, I was able to, at, I'd been in the fire service 10 years, I was actually able to cash in my, what we call in Australia, superannuation. I think in America, it might be called a 401k, you know, your retirement yeah, benefit. Yeah, I was yeah. able at 30 years of age to actually cash that because I needed the cash to build this scuba resort, um, plus what we got from selling our house and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we packed up and moved the whole thing, you know, so it was we burnt our bridges and we just went and did it uh, because we were still so young. We were barely um, – we were still in our late 20s when we actually packed up and physically moved. And we just decided well, we're young and energetic enough that if it all went bad, that we could move back to Australia and start again. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that didn't happen, but uh, we knew we could start again. Um, mm. And we didn't ha- fortunately have a face. So it's, to me, it's a very um, inspirational story. But from my wife's side, she wants to bring in the day-to-day emotions, you know, the elation, the you know, the down, you know, it was an amplifier being over there. Like it, it amplified every emotion. We had no television when we were over there. No, uh, like if you rang anyone in another country, it was a two to three second delay. Telephone calls were $3 a minute. Um, <laughs> you just, you know, it was wow. mail to Australia or the US was 14 days always. Like either way, it's so it was just communication with the outside world was challenging. There were, fortunately, you could fax, you know, back in the fax machine days, that that was yeah. efficient. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of it was a very emotional thing, and there was other a small group of expats there that um, we got our support from, and um, we all supported each other. So there's, there's some great stories in in there. So. Yeah, love it. The nice thing too is some legacy for your family as well. Yes, to hear the stories again, your kids can listen, your extended family can listen, yeah. and we all kind of get a, a, a sneak peek behind the scenes of of what it was like in that experience, and you get to share that and document that for your family. That's a that's another bonus of podcasting. Yeah, to know that your your sons are listening to you as you share your thoughts with the world, and when you take a break and they reach out and say, get back on the mic, dad. Um, it's mm. kind of nice to know that your family's listening, right? Yeah. And hearing a different side of you outside of being the dad, now they can hear your podcast. It's mm. kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. And I know you had a few other things you had written down possibly to chat about. Uh, is there anything else that stands out to you that um, uh, oh, you know, I was gonna conversation say, how, how often do you release episodes? I know you talked about this specific one, two or three a week, you, you were telling me earlier, but... What about your other yep. episodes? Yeah, Living the Next Chapter has three a week that I do. Um, that one I'm I'm recorded. I have enough recordings right now to the end of the year. Wow. Like finished. Mm. But I don't – I have a limit with my hosting site every month. So yes. I have to yeah. – I can only upload a certain amount. But I have more episodes recording mm. coming up than I have time to upload. Yeah. So I'm like – 
I have interviews scheduled all the way into October right now. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you, my you, calendar. you could probably upload them if you paid more. Yeah, it'll be a lot more because <laughs> I'm at the maximum right now. I'm at like, I'm at like a a super users yeah. level, and that's as far as I can go yeah. without having to call their service department and ask for an upgrade. Yeah. So I can't afford that. Um, but yeah, so those two podcasts are three a week. Dad Space is weekly. I have the Add to My Playlist podcast where I talk to musicians. That's weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're all basically weekly except for two that are some reason three times a week. So. Yeah. yeah. And how um, how much research do you put into the people you're going to interview? I always do a pre-interview with everyone. Right. And that builds a bridge of um, trust between the guest and myself. Mm-hmm. They're not meeting me for the first time and – that little bit of awkwardness of I don't know you mm-hmm. and I don't know where you're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. And I've a lot of my guests have never been on a podcast before. Right. Yeah. That's a different level yeah. because they don't know microphones. They don't know sound. Yeah. So having a pre-interview helps me hear and see them mm-hmm. before I actually hit record. Yeah. So that I can address the dog that's barking in the background or the loud cafe that you're meeting me in right now. Like, yeah. why are you in a cafe? Yeah. You know, I always do my interviews in a cafe. Well, I can't hear you over the espresso machine behind you. You know, it's like, (laughs) oh, you know, so I get to have that interaction with them. And it also kind of sets the stage for a good conversation Yes, because I leave that pre-interview. I have time to think about them, go over their book, go over their story and make some ideas and some questions because we've had this interaction. Mm -hmm. And they also have a chance to kind of think about the show before they show up. Yeah. So that's one of my biggest things. That I really that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, mm-hmm. but for me, that really helps me to kind of show up in a in a unique way with curiosity because I've had a chance to interact with my guest ahead of time. Yeah, so and I really and works. I hear you there because I've I've done that and I've not done that. I've just researched the purpose person as much as I could, and then we're straight on cold. And the first ten minutes is challenging. You know, it's right. like it's like pulling teeth, and then and then it warms up, and then so it's like. And now I'm 35 minutes into it and we're really starting to flow and it's great. And I'm thinking, I've lost so many people here at the beginning because they've listened to the first five or ten minutes and they're like, there's there's no energy here, you know. So, Mm. um, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. And so that instead of spending time reading about people and trying to develop questions, you're spending some of that time with the person starting to yeah. create the energy between the two of you already so that tomorrow or two weeks time it's going to flow better there's like you say there's that trust that's already the walls dropped and uh, yeah. yeah yeah great, great so advice. and that for living the next chapter that's that podcast is 20 months old mm-hmm. and i've had 265 episodes wow in 20 months yeah so i heard one person say on a show that if you're going to have an author podcast, you have to read the book. Well, there's no humanly possible way that I can read 265 books no. in 20 months no, on right. top of doing six other podcasts. Yeah. So what I do is I I research the topic of their book mm. or more about them. And so if we're going to talk about men's intuition, and that's what your book is about, then I'm going to go study men's intuition. So mm. I can ask you thoughtful questions about what you're a subject matter expert in. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read your book, mm. but I want to be, I'm here to support you and your book and what you're here to talk about. Mm. And that's my job. Yeah. 
So that's kind of my approach to that. It's a little different than some other of the author yeah. podcasts that are out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, that's great. Um, I'm just looking through. You've answered a few. We've, we've talked about some of the stuff I had written down without me even looking at it. Um, Good. Time. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. No, you, you've hit it all um, on the head anyway. Um, well, as a fellow podcaster, Doug. There's people listening to this show, thinking about starting a podcast, trying to figure out their niche, trying to figure out their audience, their topic, um, maybe struggling like you mentioned earlier about maybe they've been podcasting for a while, but they just hit this this little pause in their show and it's been a few weeks and for some reason they're just not on the microphone like you experienced. Any motivation that you have from your perspective to people listening to this right now at all these different stages just on showing up as your as mm. a podcaster, creating content, any motivation that we can give them today? Well, I, with my, you know, my journey of developing, helping men develop their intuition, it's in a way it's selfish because it's I want to develop my intuition more. And the more I talk about it, the more I talk to other men or women who are interested in the topic and, and are versed in it, the more I learn about it. So I have had to sort of, to, for self-motivation at times, I've had to just have this healthy selfishness where it's like, well, if I record this with my voice and then I listen to it a couple of days later when it's released, I will benefit from it. And here's like... At first, I started listening to my podcasts feeling a bit weird because I was actually really enjoy listening to them. And I can go back nice. to one that I did a year ago and, and pop it on. And I get something out of it, whether it's me waffling on for 20 minutes or me talk interviewing someone for an hour. Um, either way, I, you know, I'm learning. So it's like that's how that's my self-motivation some of the time to you know, get up, get a new topic, get on and get on with it. Because my my whole thing with my life is to develop and become a better person myself. Um, and that's how I'm trying to help the world by making me better. And just me talking is, it, it's, it's putting it out there. And I'm, you know, the way my brain is wired has changed through the years. And part of it is through doing this, I think, you know, speaking. And if, I guess as a sideline, if other people out there, one of them, 25 of them, 25 million of them in, you know, at some stage in the future, listen to the podcast and have pick up a couple of gold nuggets here or there and better their lives, well, that ripple effect will benefit me as well. So it, to me, and that all sounds very selfish, but I had to look at it that way. It's like, well, yeah, it is great to be benevolent to help other people. Um, but if you're out trying to improve your life and help yourself in a, not in a narcissistic way where you just, it's all about me, but you know, if there's benefits for others in what I do, then that's how that's my self-motivation, I guess, which is not one I've learnt from others, but I've sort of started to realise we are all selfish and so I'm going to try and use my selfishness to help others while I'm helping myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love the idea too that 
there's only one person who can do your show, Doug, and it's you. Yeah, that's right. I can't do your show. Mm. I haven't lived the life that you've lived. I don't see the world through the same lens that you have because you have lived your life. You've met the people you've met, read the books you've read, studied, lived all this experience, mm. and you're the only person who could do your show. Yeah. So when you're you're sitting there thinking there's too many podcasts about my topic and how am I going to find my niche? How am I going to find my audience? Just remember that no one else can do your show. No. And if you don't do your show, it's never going to happen. That's so right. be find power in that. Find find your authority in the sense that you are the only person that can do your show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, Doug, I have one more question for you at the end. But before I do that, promote your show again. Tell everybody where to find it and maybe where to start. Like, where should we start listening when we come to your show for the first time? Where should you start? Well, it's it's called Intuitive Conversations with Doug. Um, I've got about roughly 80 episodes out there now. Um, where should they start listening? Well, I guess if you're a man and you are sort of thinking, is this a, you know, I'm still thinking this is half a feminine thing, but I'll listen to one episode. There's an episode in there. It's called uh, in, The Intuitive Iron Man. And it's with a man called Trevor Handy, and he is—he was the four-time world champion, six-time Australian champion, surf life-saving champion, and he's a man's man. Like he came to my house and I interviewed him. He lives forty-five minutes up the road. He's probably six foot three or four. He's in his fifties now, but he's—he teach—he'll teach you ocean swimming. Like he's. And that when you start talking to that man about intuition, like he's like, he's a man, like, you know, and he will rattle on for hours about the depths of intuition and how he used it to win races and all sorts of stuff. So at the end of that one, you know, if you're a tough sort of guy, um, have a listen to Trevor because, um, he does 98% of the talking in that one, and he's amazing. Um, that's It's even it's a two-part. It went for like an hour and three quarters or something like that, so I cut it into two <laughs> two shorter episodes. Um, that's a, a great spot to start. Um, or if you're listening, depending on when this one comes on, this week my latest one is with a, an Aussie lady called Michelle Lee. She's the first woman ever in history to row from, um, well, she rode from Mexico to Australia in a boat. She took 280 days, the first female to ever do it. And wow. talk about someone who's into intuition and stuff like that. Uh, I do warn you, she swears like a trooper. She's a true Aussie <laughs> spirited lady, uh, very spirited. Yeah. Like, and that interview goes for an hour and fifty five minutes. And these, I don't usually talk that long with people, but this an amazing woman, two hundred and eighty days on her own, unassisted, wow. except wow. when she would ring out. No one could ring her; she had to ring out on her, you know, sat phone sort of thing. And she paddled for like eleven hours a day, rowed. Across the ocean, yeah, oh. in a twenty-three foot long boat, with she had all her food, all this freeze-dried food, you know, like just uh, it, the story is insane. So that one comes out this week. So where, where are we now, Dave? Like it, right now, it's mid-August, twenty twenty-three. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll mm. probably be episode 81, Michelle Lee. Um, okay. Yeah, that's two, like, amazing people. And there's, that's a thing, too. Like, I've reached out to some amazing people and they've accepted and they've been on my podcast and I've reached out to other amazing people and I don't hear back from them. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> that happens. Um, get yeah. used to that. Amazing. Okay, so one of the questions I have out to my listening audience right now for the How to Podcast series is I'm inviting them to leave me a voice message on my website. I have a little speak pipe thing where you can click a button and nice. record on your phone or the website. Um, but I've asked a question of my listeners, and I'm going to ask you if you can answer this question for me as well. Um, and what I'm doing is asking them to respond to my question with their answer and at the same time promote their show. So mm -hmm. tell me the name of your show, which you've already done, which is great, and that type of thing. So you get to advertise your podcast and answer my question at the same time. Sure. So that's kind of what I'm doing as my little thing. Um, so I'm asking this question of all my listeners and my guests. If you had one call to action at the end of your podcast, where we end the show and we ask our audience to do something, what would be the one call to action that you would have? Because sometimes when I hear call to actions, there's like 10. Mm -hmm. Follow me on Twitter, do this, do this, do this, do this. That's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. You're only allowed to have one. What would it be at the end of your show? And why is that question important to you? Or why is that call to action important to you as a podcaster so what would you ask and why is it important so there you go that's my question to you uh i would the, the call to action i guess would be just keep listening to the podcast be, because it's for for the variety in it um yeah 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 you can follow me on all the socials whatever i don't really care to be honest because i'm not that into yeah. socials but the podcast is me um you will, that's it. Listen to the podcast, subscribe to it, bang. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's awesome. Intuitive conversations See? with Doug, that's it. There you go. You just, that's exactly it. There you go, everyone. That's how you do it right there. Doug showed you. Um, Doug, it's amazing. Thank you again for making the podcast. Thank you for returning for two. Um, I'm so happy to have you on when the book is ready down the road, I want you on living the next chapter with yeah, your lovely wife. There you go. Um, I can't wait to listen to your other new show when that starts. We'll have the two of you come on yeah. and have you as guests here as well. I hope that we get to talk many, many more times in the future. And uh, I just find you to be um, one of those joys in my calendar when it pops up that I get a chance to talk to you. This is a this is a good day. So thank you for making my day today. Good, my pleasure, Dave. And it's. The feeling's mutual. It's uh, the beginning of my day here. It's just turned 7 a.m. And um, yeah, yeah, this is a great way to start the day, I can tell you. Excellent. Everyone, please go support Doug and all of the great things he's doing. Give a listen to his podcast. Share it with someone as well. Make sure somebody knows about the podcast and leave a review, follow, do all the things. Support Doug and the great things he's doing with Men's Intuition. It's an amazing podcast. Thank you, Doug, for being here. Thanks, Dave. Really enjoyed it. <laughs>